Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family. First up, we got the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling, the Flawless Phenomenon, Flawless Joey V. How you doing? Uh, not bad looking at these viewerships from Raw. Uh. Next up. We got the Karma Coded, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, two, three. Pin that ass down, K-Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kim, bro. How you doing? Yo, yo, ready to go. Let's do it. Hey, Flawless, man. Start us off with them viewership numbers, man. How they looking this week? So, they did a 2.1 this week, and it's up from 2.05. <laughs> well, you know what? To be honest, they should have knew that was going to happen. The last couple of rolls have just been terrible, so... I mean, no one really had faith in the go home show anyway. So I'm, I'm not. I'm just flabbergasted that the Manchester tapings did higher than the live shows. That's, that's, yeah, that's because they edited that. That's why they redid it. So I'm pretty sure whatever would have shown up probably would have been bad too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the third hour went down. The first hour was strong, second hour was steady, third hour. It's because after they watched the first hour, they're like, I'm not watching the second hour. And then the third hour just had no chance. But yeah. I'm a little disappointed that the matches that they had didn't get more attraction. Especially that Kevin Owens and, and uh Drew McIntyre match. I'm 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 like I'm surprised that one didn't get a, a, you know, maybe pick up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Well I well I told you guys. I, I sent you a I told y'all, man, about nine o'clock yesterday. I said, This shit sucks. I'm about to play Madden. That's exactly what I did. Well, yeah, I can't but... wait to talk about some of the matches because I got some thoughts. So let's get it. All right. Well, All right, man. Uh, let's, get, let's get it started. Okay, Breezy. All right, man. So, you know, just a, a, a quick run through right, real fast. We got Bacon Lynch coming out. She's basically coming out to challenge anybody she wants to fight. She do not care about the brand split. The Iconics, you know, who we ain't seen since they lost the championship, they come back out. You know, they talk trash, and then Charlotte comes out. They have a match. They win in a minute. Then uh, as Charlotte and Becky are leaving, we get the horsewomen coming out, and they beat down on the Iconics. Becky and Charlotte run back in the ring. We got a little brawl going down. The the, the horsewomen, they ran off back into the, into the crowd. Charlotte and Becky went back after him, but the security came out. Uh, guys, what do we? How do we feel about this little uh, women's uh, invasion? Uh, so I'll say this regarding the match. Uh, I told you guys, it's speculated that Charlotte and Becky Lynch are going to face the Kabuki Warriors at TLC for the women's tag team titles. Um, iconic, yeah, they came out. We haven't seen them in oh God knows forever. You know. They're a little upset about not being on Survivor Series, but hey, tough luck. Uh, quick match, man, with Charlotte putting her in that figure eight. Man, what is that noise? That's my phone. My wife's calling me. Ah, I see. I see. So, 
when Charlotte got that figure eight in, man, I thought her boobs, her breasts were going to pop out. Man, she must have her top on tight. But regarding the four, I mean, the horsewoman, well, uh, I don't know if I want to call them the horsewoman because the horsewomen are Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha. But, you know, Rhonda's got her own four horsewomen. So I'll call her Baszler and the, the two uh, sidekicks. Whatever. They come out, I like it, okay? Because Baszler's been getting the upper hand. They're making Baszler look strong. As she should be, because we know she is a strong presence in that ring. And she knows how to go. I did like how Becky and Charlotte wanted to go after him. Security stopped him, and then Becky punched the security. I thought they were still going to go after him, but they didn't, which I was a little upset about. But regarding Baszler coming out, I liked it. You know, I've been, I'm a fan of hers. I like her work. I like how they're doing this angle. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, Baszler, they definitely have been putting Baszler over. I mean, you know, Bailey got her one ups, which she kind of needed to do because Baszler been kicking her ass mm-hmm. for the past few weeks. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more interaction between her and Becky, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, Becky's the only one that has not got the one up yet. Maybe yeah. that changes uh, Wednesday. Who knows? Yeah, it could. We are expected to see him. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up, man, you know, uh, I'm sorry, franchise, man. Any thoughts? I'm sorry. Dang. <laughs> My bad, bro. But, uh, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. No, I liked it. Uh, like you guys said, Shannon Baszler, she's definitely beginning the one-ups. Um, I, will, I will say this. I do – uh, want to see uh, Becky, you know, get a little more mixed in action. Right now, I kind of feel like it's been really the story kind of centered on Bailey and Shayna. You know, I want to, I want to see, you know, that with Becky Lynch got to, you know, got to do for herself. So I can't wait. Uh, the door is open, like Triple H said, man. So hopefully, we get a we get a Becky invasion on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, we definitely gonna see something. Uh, I just don't want it to over. I, the, my only thing with it is I don't want the invasion to overlap war games. Like mm-hmm. we're like we're excited more for takeover than we are for Survivor Series. Like yeah, there's some stuff happening in Survivor Series. Sure, we're gonna watch it, but it's takeover. You know, we, we there's we we are invested in takeover, so we we want them to be able to defend themselves, but not get away from <laughs> their story that they need to tell for their pay per view. Uh, next up, we got. Uh, Zach Ryder, Kurt Hall, in the back talking, thinking they about to go out and have a tag team title match, and who happens to show up but AOP. Now, they're a team I think should have been added to the men's. I, I, it would have been nice to see them kind of come back, but I don't know. They're, they're still, I don't know if they're still injured or what. I mean, it can't be after the beatdown they put on, but uh, – I'm I'm kind of curious to see you know see what how long they're gonna be before they get back into the ring, uh franchise um AOP you 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 ready for them? I'm ready for them. You know what? I'm gonna say this. AOP is either gonna come back. I'm gonna say something's gonna happen during the five on five for whatever reason during Survivor Series. They're gonna come back that Monday after. Uh-huh. Um. As far as AOP go, though, I'm glad they beat the shit out of Hawkins and Ryder. Because I personally, man, I don't want to see them. So to see them get their ass whooped by Aiken and Razor, 
I'm all down for it. Uh, hopefully, they come back sooner than later. And uh, yeah, man, I'm ready. They they kicking ass in the suit. I like it. they should wrestle in the suits too. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I'm ready for them. Also, I mean, talk about a team that has ever. I mean, yeah, they won the tag team champions when they came up, but you know now they've lost steam. Like it, it's like every tag team that's been brought up. Like I'll say the assassin. The Ascension, okay? They were awesome in NXT. They get brought up to the main roster, and, <clears throat> you know, just gets buried. It's yeah. pretty much a lot of NXT, guys. Um, Except for, there's a few exceptions. But I'm ready for AOP. You know, my first thought was after they attacked Ryder and Hawkins, I was like, oh, yes, they're going to face the Viking Raiders. But it didn't happen. I think that will happen next Monday. You know? I think, get that I, yeah. Team. I no, I no, I think AOP is gonna attack the Viking Raiders or something like maybe next Monday have like a confrontation with them that leads to a match at TLC or the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely see something coming. Uh, I just don't want to see AOP take the. I mean, they're coming back strong, so yeah. I definitely want to see them get a good push. Uh, the Viking Raiders, unfortunately, they haven't fought anybody, and it's sad because you know. And it's strange that Raw should actually have the better tag team, but yet they're not they're not really doing anything with them. So uh-huh. I, their title run is I, I can see maybe the match ending in a no finish or something like that. And then they'll have a rematch mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll lose. But um, definitely don't want to see AOP take that first law. I, I can even see AOP taking out every tag team. So they're the only ones left for the Viking yeah. Raiders. Ah, I like that even better. I like that even better. All right, next up, man. No, wait, 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 wait. Speaking of taking out, do, do do anybody know where the fuck Dio Madden is? Is he still recovering from that Brock Lesnar hey, ass? I'm gonna say this, apparently, okay? Samoa Joe is awesome on commentary. That boy, man. Is I was get, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. You beat me to it, man. Perfect commentating, man. He put over the heel. He he put over he put over everybody and you know how good they are, but he put over the heels perfectly. He was that great heel commentator that I love to hear. Yeah, like you look at a lot of good like heel like former wrestler commentators. You look at Jesse the Body Ventura, one of the best, Mister Perfect. Even when he did oh. it for like a couple of years, he was awesome at it. Oh yeah, I mean he's the one that coined the Heartbreak Kid for Shawn Michaels. Mm. I mean, I mean, and like Taz was. I mean, Taz is in a class of his own. I mean, yeah, of commentary. Yeah. So is Jerry Lawler, who's a former wrestler. But Samoa Joe, man, Joe would be awesome as commentary. And CM Punk, can't, you can't forget yeah, when Punk yeah, did it. Too. Yeah, Punk did it, but yeah. Oh, man, I remember when Punk got in the ring and put on the Nexus armband. Yeah. Punk mm-hmm. also, man. It's, I mean, I, I like Joe doing the backstage because you get to see him in that capacity. But him doing commentator, he's got a future after he's done wrestling. Oh yeah, because because he's always been he's always been good at promos. You know he, yeah. you know he 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 was a little rough in TNA, but he got better. And then by the time he got to WWE, it just came out natural. So yeah, it was awesome to hear him just just be that dude that's just kept it real. Like even though you know, I don't even know if I I won't even say Vince was feeding him lines. I think Vince told him, "Dell, just go out there and be you. Like just do what you do. Just be you. Put over this. Put over that. You know what I'm saying? Just." Don't be Samoa Joe, the the guy that's wrestling. Be Samoa Joe, that's the guy that's observing right now, and just keeping it real. And you know, and I and I felt like that's what Joe did. Like he he wasn't being told; he was just being him. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, next up, we got the OC standing in the ring. <clears throat> Apparently, Carl Anderson is going to face Herberto Carrello. Carrello wins. Uh, I, you know, we're gonna get past that. Uh, the uh, Street Profits came out to you know help out Carrello, but you know it didn't really it didn't really mean any anything. Uh, it was just a match that happened. Uh, this was during the first hour. Then we get Charlie Caruso, I believe, uh, interviewing Seth Rollins, and you know Seth being Seth, you know he gonna do whatever he gonna do. He gonna fight. He gonna do this. Uh, then we got to the part of the show where this is where I think it killed it for a lot of people and why the, the second and third hour went down because then comes out Bobby Lashley with line. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this was botch city. Okay. <laughs> this was just, I, I, this is, I, I am totally, totally done with this. Like I took a minute to actually listen to this. And once she got to talking, I was done. Like the fact that she messed up, she don't even know what a restraining order is. She don't know how far dude's supposed to be away. Bobby told her, and she still messed up. How the hell the dude gonna tell you what to say, and you still mess up three more times? Wait, 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 wait. So, so I wasn't the only one that noticed him literally telling her on TV what the yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought I thought it was just me. No, and it wasn't just you. And I, I, this is why I, this is why I don't care for this. Um, he beat down. Um, I don't even remember who the hell he fought. Who the hell did he fight? Oh, uh, no way, Jose. Uh, beat whole no way, Jose. They made out, and then that and the make out looked like it boxed. I mean, dude, how do you so yeah, this it, y'all want to talk about it? Y'all got okay. something to say? About it? So, I will say that she was supposed to say 90 miles, okay? 90 days was wrong, it was supposed to be 90 feet, all right. right? And uh, so, as there's been a report that Vince loves this angle. Now, this oh. angle, you know, it's going to lead to a match at TLC between Bobby Lashley and Rusev. This mm. feud's going to culminate. This feud's going to keep going on for a couple months, a couple more months, as painful as it is. But it's supposed to make Rusev look good in the end. Like, he's supposed to come out big on top. I don't know how it happens. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say, man. She botched 90 days. So, this is the part that's pissing me off. You have motherfuckers in the back who's really busting their asses, and you've killed their fucking pushes for a lot less. And then you're shoving this cornball ass fucking storyline that nobody cares to see. I don't care if you like it, I don't give a damn about your fucking YouTube numbers. Dude, don't nobody want to see this shit. You know, and because you're personally invested in it and you like it, you're going to keep pushing it. Do you know how many other motherfuckers in the back, or even Bobby Lashley and Rusev, do you know how far you can push them in the actual meaningful storyline that makes sense? I want Tony Khan to tweet about this. (laughs) Man. You know, and that's what I that, that that's what I'm that's what I that I agree with you, franchise man, because <clears throat> Rusev was a beast when he came out. And him losing to John Cena just that that he should have beat John Cena at WrestleMania. And I know I've I probably said this on the podcast if we talked about it before, but he I feel like that was a push that that you bombed on. Bobby Lashley coming back and having his little rivalry he had with Roman Reigns was good for him. You should have built that up. 
and and had him go up against Braun and then you know Drew McIntyre. You know he shouldn't have. You know you you could have did different things with him. And to see two guys like that that you know are more they are way more than what this is. Uh, and, and it's sad to see that because they're being talented that's wasted. And like you said, there's other guys that's not even getting opportunity because this is what's taking precedent. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, franchise man. This this was crap. Uh, so are we just going to you know completely forget that this is the same shit with Mike Canellis and Maria? <laughs> And they just no. man, this is worse. This is worse, and we can't forget about them because they're not on TV. She's pregnant. She's probably she's not really doing too much. And what's Mike doing? He's wrestling on house shows and stuff. So whatever. He, he nobody cares about it no more. Uh, but next up, man, we got one of the top three matches of the night. We got uh, Andrade with Selena Vega versus Mister Burn It Down, Mister No Sale, Mister Me Me Me, Seth Rollins. Um, this was actually a good match. I I I like this match. Um, well, uh, 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 Andrade got over. Uh, you know, he got over enough. Seth didn't dominate too much. Uh, I like the fact that Vega tried to interfere, but she got caught and got thrown out. So it really made uh, Andrade have to step up his game a little bit more, which added a little bit more to the match. And I really like that. Flawless. I know you're very high on Andrade, man. What did you think of the match? Uh, before the post uh ending. Uh, I, I was excited for the match, but I was like, man, Seth Rollins is going to win because they're not going to have Andrade, you know, uh, go in to take Seth Rollins' spot on the team. But I like the way how it ended because Andrade mm. didn't take the loss. But the match itself, right. I loved it, man. It was great. It was action. You know, it was right. something like you wanted to see two great workers going at it. Yes, I'll give Rollins. He's a worker. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's a little careless in the ring sometimes, you know. Even though Vince, I mean, like I said, I'm a big fan of him in ROH, you know. It's amazing how, like, you're a big fan of somebody early in their career and then WWE just tries to keep shoving them down your throat and you're like, oh, God. It's kind of like the John Cena effect, you know. And 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 but the and yeah. what makes it hard for Seth Rollins is because we know he's good. It's like with John Cena, it's like, eh, Cena's really just over because of his character. It's not really... And, and he and he does the same move set. It was like you know, it's it was the fact that other great people was putting him over. So that's 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 one thing for him. But with Seth, we know Seth can go. We kn- that's what we love about Seth Rollins is that this dude will go out there and put on a great match with anybody. He'll go out there and put on a match with a cardboard box, and it'll be a five star match. Like that's just that's just how good he is. But to get these guys just constantly, con- like. Seth should have lost a lot more certain matches than than he did. Even yeah, I mean he's a worker. Remember the gauntlet match when he went like an hour straight. Right, like, exactly. Was awesome. That was actually a really good fucking match. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, man. I like at the end how they both like showed mutual respect towards each other. Like, yeah, we'll do this again. I like that because I want to see this match again. Right. <laughs> Right, and of course, you know uh, what we're talking about is the Lucha House Party coming out and pushing Seth Rollins <laughs> off the top rope, and then they jump him, and then Andrade lets them know, "Yo, you, you, nah, bro, I, I, I ain't having that. Like, I ain't feeling that. What you doing out here?" And you know, he took out one of them, but you know, again, he got jumped until Rollins came in and helped him out. And like you said, Flawless said they showed each other mutual respect, and Rollins said, "After this, we can go back one more time." And I'm definitely, definitely on board with the Seth Rollins versus Andrade because now Andrade's actually 
doing something with somebody and not just out here beating up nobodies. So um, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, next up, uh, we got Buddy Murphy walking in the back. <coughs> Franchise. He knocks on the door that says Alistair Black. Okay. He walks away. Alistair Black comes out. And for some reason, he couldn't turn his head the other way. I feel like if he had just turned his head the other way, he would have saw who it was. But if for some reason, he just had to look to the right for a little bit longer than he should have. But other than that, a potential uh, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black match. What are you thinking when you hear that? When I hear Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I think. We got Raw's best kept secret versus the man with a devil on his back, Alistair Black. You know what? I I, I hear a lot of hard hitting. I hear a lot of hard kicks. I hear a lot of high spot maneuvers, and I hear a great fucking match. I hear a match that could possibly be match of the night if they are given the time. I'm actually excited. You know, Buddy Murphy. Uh, he had a nice little push on SmackDown for a hot second by accident. Uh, after his little run was over, you kind of didn't hear back from him. Aleister Black has kind of been in limbo. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Both these guys, they prove they can go. I'm still overly a huge fan from Black from NXT. I'm ready to see him and Murphy put on a hell of a show, man. I know about y'all, but I think this one could tear the house down. Flawless, before you go. So, before you go. So, we're going to talk about the match Murphy had with Tanawa. But when Murphy came back and he banged on the door again, and this time Alistair Black came out, and, you know, I thought maybe something was going to happen, but clearly they're teasing that this is going to be a match probably for Raw. How excited are you for Alistair Black being the fan you are? How excited are you for this match and and for him to finally be doing something? Both of them, him and Buddy Murphy. Uh, I like it. I know Black is dealing with like a little injury right now. Nothing too severe, just a little injury. That's why he hasn't been wrestling the past couple weeks. Uh, But I like it, man. I liked when Murphy came back and Alistair like opened the door and Murphy didn't say anything really. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep pushing this going for like a couple weeks, maybe have a match at, say, at TLC. But I would mm-hmm. love to see this match, man. I'd like to see those two get a robbery. Two underrated workers, you know, mm-hmm. kind of being held down. Put a match on, man. I, they could be match of the night if given the time. And you know Heyman's yeah. high on black, and I think Heyman's the one, the force pushing behind this. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, before we get Buddy Murphy and Tazawa, we get Triple H rolling up three deep, you know, as they did before. He gets out the car and, you know, you know NXT's now in the building. So, you know, you just waiting, you know, to uh, see what's going to happen. And then we get this – we get – honestly, I got to say, man, this was the second match of the night for me, man, because I, I didn't expect this to go the way it did. Uh, I'm liking the fact that these cruiserweights are actually getting the opportunity – to be them and 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 to put on good matches. Uh, Tazawa and, and and Murphy put on one hell of a match back and forth. Key uh, knees, kicks, uh, suicide dives. Uh, I mean, you 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 name it, they did it. Uh, flawless. I come to you with it. The match overall. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I liked it. You know, a lot of high flying spots. Uh, good match. You know, I like when they showcase the cruiserweights. You know, a lot of people don't like them, but you know. I'm one of them. 
I'm not as high as I was like with like the cruiserweight division in WCW because I'm so used. Um, like I hold the cruiserweights to a high standard, like in WCW and the X division in TNA. You know, yeah. we hold them to like a big high standard. But if they put on a match like this, okay, I'll give them props, and I give them props. They put on a good match. Murphy's a hell of a worker. Tozawa, yeah, you know, he's had his, like, moments in the cruiserweight division. But, you know, he showcased it with Murphy, and they gave him time. I liked it. Thought it was a really good match. Awesome. Franchise. Yeah, I thought it was a good match, too. I I wasn't expecting uh, the match that Tozawa put on. Uh, just because how he's been booked ever since he's been in WWE, but I loved it, man. It was a great match, unexpected. Uh, Buddy Murphy, of course, got the victory after he hit that Murphy's Law. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, I've always been a fan of the Cruiserweights, always. Even back, you know, when uh, WWE had him the first time and, you know, a little bit of what I can remember from WCW. So I've always been a fan of the smaller guys. Ray's always been one of my tops, Eddie, et cetera. Keep showing these guys off, but the question is, I thought the cruiserweights were exclusive to uh, NXT, so I see that's not necessarily. The well, case. you know, they, they, I mean, both Raw and SmackDown still drafted people from there, but you know, um, I'm pretty sure uh, most of those guys aren't. You, they could eventually maybe end up in NXT to get an opportunity, you know, just to kind of give fresh matchups. But for right yeah, now, yeah. you if you think about it, most of the guys in NXT are damn near cruiserweights. Yeah, actually, that is very true. All right. So, yeah, like I said, good match. Uh, can't wait to see where they go from there. Uh, definitely glad that Buddy Murphy wanted to be the the smart ass to knock on the door and you know and mock him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I very much appreciate him for doing that. Uh, next up, man, we got a waste of time. Eric Rowan beating up a dude who looked like uh, Ellsworth, uh, <laughs> and he's still carrying around that cage with whatever is inside of it. He beat the dude down. That's the end of the match. Next up, Randy Orton comes out. You know, he's giving an interview. Apparently, he's going to take over the tag team championship match, and he's going to pick somebody who's wor- who, who, who benefits him in winning the championship. He basically let it be known, you know, he's alone. He, he's the lone viper. You know, he only, he only cares about other people when it benefits him. Other than that, he's out for himself. Franchise. Uh, Orton picking an opponent. Before we found out who it was, who did you think he was going to go pick? Yellow. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, oh. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be a dick and pick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think he's a little bit smarter than that, knowing he's going up against those two dudes he was going up against. I mean, the Viking Raiders ain't no slouch. So, you know, I want to at least think he picked somebody. Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I, I have no logical human besides Randy Orton. Flawless, man. What you got? I thought I figured he was gonna pick who his partner was, who his partner was later. It just only made sense because the past couple weeks. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. I kind of forgot about him. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking of him. I'm thinking, okay, what other heel is where are they gonna get? Because Drew didn't already fought. Bobby didn't already fought. Like who the hell else he gonna go get? But I, I, I didn't think. I totally didn't think of uh, of that dude. Next up, man, this 
Next up, man, was basically the third great match of the night. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, they tore the house down, man. Yo, I this was the match I was most disappointed about the finish. But, you know, considering these guys are teammates for Sunday, uh, I guess you didn't want to put one over the other, so you kind of had to have a, a, a no finish. But, dude, yo, Kevin Owens – to see Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre in their glory, showing you why they need to be top contenders for the WWE and Universal Championships, that's what I took from this match. They just proved a point that they need to be pushed better. Uh, French, uh, flawless. I'll come to you with it, man. How'd you feel about the match before what came after it? So I was a little upset that they faced off each other, even though they're teammates, you know, this Sunday. So I was right. a little upset about that. But the match itself was awesome. Like, man, I was into this match. The crowd was into this match. Yeah. Like, all the finishes, like false finishes, you know, two counts kicking out. It was great. But the ending, okay, it made them still look strong because nobody came out like a loser, kind of like in the Rollins and Drade match. Right. And then Triple H, man, I'm kind of chuckling over this because it's like, seems like he's trying to recruit like every former NXT guy. To come yeah. to this side, and it's awesome. Like it's just so like so cerebral, you know. It's it's right. only Triple H can do. Like and he's Idiot. making good points about it. And when he brought um, up like about Kevin, I was like, oh yeah, oh those are hitting home really good. Okay, we we, we gonna we gonna hit on that. We gonna hit on that right quick. Fr- uh, franchise, how did you feel about the match before we get on to what happened afterwards? The match overall, it was a good match. I thought Owens was going to win at least a good three or four times. Mm. Uh, but he didn't. As, as you see, nobody won. But overall, it was a great match. I was just happy to see KO back in the ring, man. Uh, so to see him come back against a guy like the Scottish Psychopath, uh, Drew McIntyre, I loved it. Great match. No finish, but like I said, it was to be expected. It, uh, it, it led to something a lot greater in the end. Okay. Speaking of that, so like Paula said, I'm uh, Triple H came out. You know, basically, and in, in to talk to Kevin Owens, to not have his guys jump him. This wasn't an ultimatum. Not like with Seth Rollins. And Triple H basically, you know, told Kevin, you know, yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a soft spot for Seth Rollins. I like the guy. He's a hard worker. He's dedicated. But you, you, you are different. You are different because you you would turn on you would turn your back on your best friend to be champion. You you would come out here and face John Cena and beat him and send him in the ambulance. You you sir you are different because you're smart and you're not what the company thinks is great. And and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but the point of it is is that you know he basically he basically just told it like it was and and. I felt like Triple H was shooting on the back. Like, like he was, he, he shot, he's throwing shots at Vince. Like Vince, Vince don't think of you. Kevin, uh, Shane doesn't think of you. Uh, who was the, what, what was the other name he mentioned? Um, uh, 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 oh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said. Kurt didn't want you. Shane didn't want you. They didn't believe in you. You're not the mold. You don't fit the the norm of what they want. But and that's what and that's what I love. That's what I love about you because you're not the normal. You're at. You know, you're different, and that's what makes you you. So that whole speech, I I hey, I loved it. Uh, flawless. I come to you with it, man. How did you like? Continue. How did you feel about it? Like I was saying, man, I loved it. It was just Triple H being cerebral, you know, trying to get him to join 
come back to NXT. And it was a brilliant promo by Triple H, man. Made you believe because everything he said is really is true. And it like, did, yeah. And, and I thought yeah. Owens, and you know, it's kind of made me wonder like, if a swerve's going to happen in Survivor Series. Like, I'm they, they definitely to plan to see. Will. Yeah. Something's yeah, going to happen they, at Survivor Series where a swerve's going to come. I guess the question is, is who it is. Uh, franchise. So I'm I'm gonna go to with uh, I believe it was K Breezy man I believe it was you that just said it. Um, I liked how yeah like you like you said it felt very much like Triple H was shooting from the hip, uh, which we you know we refer to a lot shooting from the hip. It felt like he was really like I don't know, I don't know it kind of hit home home for me just because I know Triple H's role behind the scenes and. I know how much power he wields behind the scenes. So to hear him say, like, yeah, you don't fit the mold. Like, you aren't what they are looking for, what this company is looking for. For him to flat out say what we all kind of knew already, it was like, okay, all right, bet. But if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, I talked to Triple H also said before this whole invasion thing even started, he wants to get guys who are not being utilized properly by Triple H knew from the jump. Shinsuke, Oscar, uh, Samoa Joe, certain people, man. He knew from the jump that the main roster wasn't for them. But unfortunately, at the time, you know, that's what it called for. So he had to do what he had to do. I think now this war with AEW or potential war with AEW, I'm going to say, is the perfect excuse for Triple H to bring his guys back and to use him the way only Triple H knows. It's flawless. You hit it right on the head. He said cerebral. The guy's a genius. Everybody he's went after were the very guys that built NXT. Finn Balor. Um, who else? Kevin Owens, uh, et cetera. You know, Samoa Joe. I wouldn't be surprised. He goes after him when he gets healthy. So it's like, yo, it's smart. Smart move. Seth Rollins. You know, I love it, man. And I really hope that the seed that's being planted turns out to be Kevin Owens going back to NXT. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that also. Um, definitely wouldn't mind seeing that. Also. That, that would definitely be a shocker. And it would also set the bar for NXT to be uh, to be different. My only thing would be is, though I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing him back, but right now I want to see where it goes with Finn Balor because right now he's the, he's the biggest star on NXT. And I don't want you to bring back Kevin Owens just yet because right now you still got Champa. You need to continue to build him as the star he is. Gargano's hurt, so you you know you're not going to get him right now. But you bring you're still bringing up Matt Riddle. You're still bringing up Cole. You still you know you still bringing up Dream. You know whenever he gets back healthy, you still got other guys you want to push to that light because they're past that mid card level. Like you and Triple H knows that he knows who his stars are. They're hurt. And until they can get back healthy, you know, he's got to work with what he's got to work with and and find new stars. And that's what we love about NXT. And that's what we love about what he does and how he and how he displays the talent and, and the trueness of what these guys are. Triple H makes me want to say, hey, yo. But uh, to finish off this, uh, finish off this. Uh, so uh, eventually the Raw guys come out from the back. They jumped the NXT dudes. Uh, it was um, who was standing out there? It was uh, Dominic. It was uh, Damian Priest, and it was the Forgotten Sons. 
and you know the raw they're fighting the raw guys that come down then undisputed get in the ring and they jump kevin owens and triple h was a little upset about that because him and him and uh cole was kind of going back and forth about it and i don't think it you know triple h really wanted them to do that to him like they were he was okay with it with seth but with 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 kevin owens i think he really really wanted to try to get kevin owens on his side so uh I kind of I saw that little distinction, but, you know, it didn't really lead to much else. And we probably see Wednesday when uh, when uh, NXT comes on. Uh, You know, Adam Adam Cole remind me of who that the way Triple H is behind Adam Cole. It reminds me of when Seth Rollins first really became, you know, universal champion on Raw. Triple H was pushing for him, pushing for him, pushing for him. I think Triple H, man, he going to push Adam Cole to the moon and beyond. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I said this a lot. I said Adam Cole is like the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I can see it. I can see it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, Next up, man, we got Roberto Carollo. He was going to give an interview, but they decided to cut to Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman doing what he does, delivering spoilers, not 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 predictions, but spoilers. Uh, he basically just let it be known that Brock is will be at Survivor Series. Uh, Ray has a reason for wanting to do what he wants to do to Brock, but it is not going to matter because he's the beast, and the beast is going to either. And what I'm sorry, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's either going to be a miracle or a massacre, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler, and. I was okay with the promo. My only issue with it, we haven't seen Brock since the beat, you know, with the pipe and Ray cuts his promo and basically says, I'm fine with a no holds bar match, which payment made it. Uh, so he's going to bring the steel pipe that he beat Brock with French uh, f- uh, flawless. Uh, I know you're a Heyman guy. I know you probably had no problem with the promo. <laughs> Me personally, I think I wanted to see Brock, but how did you feel? Story smory. So, uh, I love Heyman's promo. When he said the no holds barred, now I'm like, okay. I was leaning towards Rey Mysterio to get the upset over Brock and then drop it back to Brock at Royal Rumble or TLC. If this was a regular match, I was going to go with, okay, Brock is going to win. But now that it's a no holds barred, I'm thinking Rey's going to win with the help of Dominic, his son, or Cain Velasquez. So I think this plays into it. So, Because everybody's going to think, oh, Brock's going to destroy Ray in a no-holds-barred match. But I think it's going to be competitive, and I think... But overall, the promo with Heyman, I mean, Heyman, come on. Man, Heyman can sell freaking ice to an Eskimo. Like, he's just so good at promo. Like, one of the best guys in the business he's been for, like, the past 20 years. Or I'll go back even to 30 years, you know? Uh, Best guy, promo guy in the business, you know? He could sell make people over that they're not and I liked it man talking about how like oh yeah you haven't seen Lesnar because he's been you know with that pipe they want to know what's the health update on Lesnar and all that I liked it and uh Ray's promo yeah you know he's got the pipe so let's get ready no holds barred most definitely most definitely franchise amigo amigo yo let me just say this Ray, 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 man. I'm loving his promo. I'm loving this serious Ray Mysterio. And I'm going to say it again. I wish this is what we would have gotten from Kofi when Brock whooped his 
ass. Like, Rey Mysterio is probably one of the most lovable guys ever. Like, I don't think you could, could ever really hate Rey Mysterio. Like, no matter what. Rey is just Rey Rey. Right. And this guy is serious. And the crazy part is, you know what? Even if Ray got the dog shit kicked out of him, you know what I'm saying? I will believe Ray is ready to go in there and fuck Brock up. Yeah. With Kofi, with Kofi, I didn't get that. It's like, you know, Ray, like, look, man, you mess with my son. You know, I couldn't do nothing. Now I got an equalizer. Like, it's no whole bar. Like, I know you're going to be ready for a fight. I'm ready for a fight, too. What's up? And I love it. I love it. Uh, I caught it already. I'm sticking with it. I'm calling Ray Ray going to win, but I do think Ray's going to win. Flawless said with the help of Dominic or Cain Velasquez, I'm going to say either both, but if not both, I'm going to say definitely with Dominic. You ever seen Dominic since <laughs> Velasquez got his ass F5 on top of Dominic? So I think Dominic needs some retribution. Hey, also, man, watch your fucking mouth, okay? This is a PG show, God. This ain't PG. This ain't a fucking man production. Fuck that. This is okay. I'm fucking sorry. Damn. <laughs> These two. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so next up, man. Uh, after that great promo. Just uh, You a fool, Joe. Uh, so we got uh one half of the cup. Go ahead, franchise. Kabuki. Wow, yeah. Oscar facing off with Natalia with Kyrie, uh, not, yeah, Kyrie, yeah, with her, uh, Kyrie seeing on the, uh, on the sidelines, you know, being her support. And I gotta, lie, I can't lie, man. Um, this match for me, uh, it, it was, it was okay match. I mean, it was Oscar and Natalia, it was, it was solid, but you know, clearly Oscar was gonna win, uh, which I didn't have a problem with. She's a champion, she needs. To continue to put them over their heels, they're the, actually your best female heels on the roster. Um, mm, flawless man, how did you? Uh, no, I'm sorry, franchise. I'm gonna go to you, your girls. How did you feel about the one on one match? Well, you know, <laughs> Oscar, how you doing? <laughs> I like rice too. I like rice too, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool, it was decent. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a hater, man, because I love Natty. What is it like her matches lately? Eh, eh, like I'm, I'm not really. Eh. Whenever I see Natty come out, I want to turn the channel. Um, I'm just not into her matches no more. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's the people she's fighting. I don't know. But I'm glad that you know. Uh, what's her damn name? Who Oscar? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Oscar won on behalf of the Kabuki Warrior. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I will say this. Uh, I wasn't really into the match, but I, w- I did like Asuka getting a singles match because we know what Asuka can do. Uh-huh. And uh, Asuka getting the win made sense because she is a champion and she was undefeated for so long. And these two are going to be a part of the Raw women's team along with Charlotte. Kyrie Sane and Sarah Logan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see Sarah Logan uh, away from the Riot Squad. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'm, I'm happy just to see her. Like, she's actually going to be in a match. The, the question would be, how long will she be in a match? Will she, I'm, I don't know. She'll be one of the first three people to get eliminated, I feel like. 
Yeah, her or Dana Brooke. I'm taking bets right now. Oh, you know <laughs> what? Oh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke's going first. You know Dana Brooke's going first. You know, I, I, I knew I had something to bitch about. Thank you, Flawless. Dude, Dana Brooke. Ah. Oh. Ah. Get her out of here. Get <laughs> Her and Alicia Fox. How dare you attack uh, one of our own? Sorry, but she got to go. She got to go, okay? Dana Brooke, ever since she got kicked across the fucking ring by Ronda Rousey, <laughs> when, when Ronda Mule kicked the shit out of her, it's like, yo, why they keep doing Dana like that? She wasn't that bad at NXT. But ever since she came up to the main roster, it's just like, fuck it. I feel like I'm watching Doink the Clown out there. Hell no. Hell no. I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, they just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> Dana the Doink. Dana the Doink, you a fool. All right, man. Next up, and the match of the night. Well, not match of the night, but the, the, match, the last match of the night. Uh, we get the Raw Tag Team Champions. We get the Viking Raiders going up against Mr. RKO, Mr. Punchy in the Head, Mr. Legend Killer himself, Randy Orton, and his surprise partner, Ricochet, which, as Wallace said, makes sense because of what's going on with them. To show uh, not so much as a trust, but uh, more of a mental game that Randy's playing, you know, and, and I'm okay with that because of who it is and, and the, you know, and they're, they're going to put on a good match. So, and this, this will help build Ricochet as long as it's done right. But uh, we get these two uh, going up against the Viking Raiders for the titles. There's a nice little back and forth with them. Uh, and then all of a sudden we cut to the back and we see that SmackDown has finally shown up on Raw besides the Lucha Brothers, the, uh, not the Lucha Brothers, the uh, House Lucha Party. Party. House Party. Uh, you know, besides you them showing up, but we finally get the real all roster, all the low mid card of SmackDown because that's mostly what their roster is. And they're attacking everybody in the back. And then, you know, they come out to the ring and attack the four guys. And then, you know, they and the four guys actually defended off the SmackDown dudes, which kind of should have happened. I mean, those are four of the top guys on on Raw. And, you know, and you just had a bunch of mid-card dudes, on, you know, from SmackDown fighting. And then all of a sudden, you get the black and gold brand. You get Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, uh, uh, Matt Riddle. You get... Uh, the the cruiserweight champion, the 26-year-old piece of gold himself. You get uh, <laughs> Sir Scott. You get the NXT boys. And then all of a sudden you see the whole roster coming out with Adam Cole and Undisputed, Killian Dane. And then you get the Forgotten Sons. And then all of a sudden one of the Forgotten Sons forgot who Randy Orton was. Fra uh, flawless. Go ahead with it. Well, he came in and got the three most devastated words in WWE, RKO. I will say this, man. Cesaro, man, looked like a Swiss gangster, man, with a back horse hat and the glasses, man. Hey, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> oh. But he did. uh, but we did get Raw coming out, and then it was a big brawl that broke out. And then Keith Lee, who the frick did he toss? Was it Ricochet? It was somebody, but yeah. Man, he long darted him. Yeah. He tossed, he tossed like a little bit. <laughs> he talk like a little bit, like a little, like a little nappy headed bit. <laughs> oh man! But you know, it was not bad way to end Raw with all three because we we're wondering when SmackDown gonna invade, right? And it happened. And uh, 
Triple H, you know, got on the Titantron and said, NXT is wide open. I'm leaving the door open. You want to come? Raw, SmackDown, open invitation. The game uh, to NXT. <laughs> Franchise. Hey, yo, this is all I got to say. Uh-huh. I love Triple H's promo. You know, just listening to his promos alone make me wish he has one more match. No. Granted, when the match happens, I might say, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but, but. It depends on who he's fighting. He can't fight another semi-retired wrestler. He's got to fight somebody that, you know, he's got to fight somebody that's active right now. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just love his promos. Man. He speaks with so much passion. So much intensity. He got that old school in him. What's passing? You mean passing? Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> you, yeah, you said hey. something totally different. Hey, yo. Look here. Y'all should have let me talk and continue talking so we can pretend like it never happened like I planned on. <laughs> well, he so said something. He passing, boy. He just got that. He just passing it along. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, I, I went to Mike Tyson school in fucking terminology. He got that pattern. That pattern. He got that. He, he got that pattern. He can't go with, with these part timers. He got to go get the full time certified better one. Mm. Yeah, he wants to eat the heart. He says his one. He want to so, eat the. He want to eat the of the NXT waffle. I think he want me a yam or me a yams. Me a yams. So how do we feel? Okay, so Raw comes out. You know, they come out, they fight Seth Rollins and the rest of the mid card. And um, I thought they was the know, of evil. What happened? Man, it was just the mid card. It was just the. It was just that's just who it was. There really wasn't no too many big names. Braun Strowman didn't come out. Don't know where he was at. Well, Roman Reigns <laughs> didn't show up either. But uh, it was um, yeah, because yeah, NXT seemed to have all their top guys, and NXT actually were ended up being in the ring. Defended it off against Raw and SmackDown, so I thought that was a nice look for the show to show that NXT can hold their own. And um, this, like you say, it was it was a good invasion, you know, you know one up uh, one upmanship. But at the end of the day, it was uh, certain parts of it could have been done just a little bit better. Uh, I like the ending to it with everybody brawling. I think SmackDown will really get the grand finale with like. Roman, you know, Braun and all them. I have a feeling Roman and Seth are going to have like a face-off, like a stare-down. Like they're going to beat people up and then hit back-to-back and then turn around, you know, and have like a stare-down. The crowd's going to be popping for that. Oh, yeah. If we come down to Roman and Seth, you know who I got winning? Roman? Yep, Moxley. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I can see that happen. Roman Moxley. Oh man! And also, this coming uh, Friday on SmackDown will set up the dog collar match at TLC. Oh my god! I don't want to hear that. Look, keep talking right quick. Let me see my dog doing. Keep talking. Don't hang up. But you know that was the raw show. That was the raw review. You know how we do with the Generation of Wrestling podcast. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, no prostitutes allowed. Mm. Mm. 
No sex in the champagne room. Hey, I'm gonna buy a Grand Theft Auto just so I can play against the prostitutes again. I used to, uh, you know, get the little, uh, you know, stuff from them, and then I'd uh, beat them up or kill them at the end so I'd get my money back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. I don't know what happened, folks. I apologize. <laughs> uh, franchise was talking about Grand Theft Auto. Ah. Oh, cool. He's, Good he's, he was telling me how he did something terribly wrong to the girls in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, was you, was you killing them after they gave you some? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> he was I, had they, I, his back. I had to get my money back. What, he was setting them on fire or something? No, that was me, man. No, after I got oh. some, I would kill him to get my money back. I need to buy body armor on ammo, ammo man. <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't be getting none. I forget which Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto it was where, like, you would go in your contacts, call the dude if you needed, like, ammo and guns. Next oh, yeah. You know, you would look to your left. Here comes a black van. Oh yeah, on Grand Theft Auto Four. Yeah, yeah, I did like that one. Yeah, and they did that on uh, well, it wasn't a black van, but they did that on Mafia Three too. You can call up a dude here, bring you guns. Ah, that's right. I, I think the next Grand Theft Auto will be in Florida or something, didn't it? I, I heard it might be a girl too. Yeah, this they they the potential is it might be back to Vice City. They might say they might end up going back down there, which I wouldn't have a problem with because. There's a story there that you could tell also. I mean, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of, there might be certain people you might be able to find that might know stuff of the previous game from the, from the previous game of the, I can't remember the dude's name, but, um, you know, something that hints on that story that relates to now. You know how they like to connect the games. Oh, Yeah. But uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, after the evasion, the show went off the air. That was your Raw. Of course, they did a 2.1 for the ratings. Uh, I think we all called it an average show with three good mm-hmm. matches. Yep. Uh, the invasion stuff, of course, was good. Of course, the cock in the first hour of the show sucked, literally. Um, other than that, man, uh, I, I know we're all ready for tomorrow. Because tomorrow's AEW. Hell and yeah. Tomorrow's NXT. So, uh, I'm in Vice City like Tommy Versetti. Tommy Versetti. Damn. Mm. I ain't heard that name in a minute. Tommy Versetti. That show is what his name. Good looking out, Encyclopedia. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, um, I hey, that was the end of the Raw, man. All right. Well, let me do my thing. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it was an honor and a privilege. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly. I'm the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's flawless. He's too cold. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.